All right, I will say good morning, good morning. Let us begin. We are continuing in Hashem in Messias Yisharim in Parak Yod Aleph. Again, I sent out the PDF on, uh, on, the, on the chat as well. So today is Wednesday, the 22nd of Cheshvan, November 16th. The Ramchal is continuing again, speaking about the severity of the prohibition of Ma'achalos Asuros, of consuming non-kosher food. So Ramchal goes on, he says, Remember, again, the Torah itself says, it's not only non-kosher animals or insects, which are, which are tame, which are impure and therefore prohibited for consumption. Interestingly enough, remember again, one of the unique parts of kashros is you could have an animal, which is what we'll call species-wise kosher. But remember, again, in order for an animal to be kosher, two things have to happen. It has to be of the right species, and it has to be slaughtered. It requires proper shlito. And even after shlito, there are other processes that need to be done in order to ensure that the animal is fit for consumption. So he goes on, he says, So again, you could have a trefa, which is an animal that is of a kosher species, but not prepared in the right way. That's also, that's also ultimately, again, a form of tumor. So the Torah itself says to go ahead and distinguish between the tome and the tar. To go ahead and distinguish between that which is ritually pure and impure. On a very basic level, on a very basic level, so the Torah is telling me, is not just to distinguish that, let's say, you know, uh, a chazer is not kosher, and a cow is kosher. It's even more nuanced than that. Even a cow, even in a cow. The cow itself could be kosher, kosher species, but if not prepared in the right way, could be unfit for consumption. So why does the Torah say, see, here's the shayla. What do I need that pasuk for? To distinguish between that which is pure and that which is ritually impure. That can't refer to distinguishing between the donkey and the cow. Why not? Why not? Because I will say the lashon of lahavdil, in general lahavdallah, means making a distinction that's a bit more nuanced. Just like hamavdil bin kodesh l'chol. Sometimes the ability to make a distinction between that which is sanctified and that which is profane, sometimes it's obvious and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not. So, so to again, it can't be between the Chamer and the Para, that's obvious. Rather again, Bein Temeya Lecha, Ubein Tahor Lecha. So the, the Gemara explains, is to distinguish between that which is ritually pure to you, Tamei to, to, Tar to you, and Tamei. Meaning what? Bein Nishchat Rubo Shalkana, so the Gemara explains, and actually we saw this in Hulin. Remember, the halacha is, the halacha is, you have to go ahead and cut, let's say when you shech the cow, you have to cut, you have to cut the kana and the veshat, right, the esophagus and the windpipe. Now the halacha is, you don't have to cut the entire simen, but you have to cut the majority of both. And I will say, What's the distinction between the majority of the windpipe and the minority of the windpipe? What, how much is that? A hair's breadth. A hair, in other words, so that's what the Gemara means when it says, that when it comes to ma'achalos asuros, when it comes to, when it comes to prohibited foodstuffs, it, sometimes the distinction between that which is permitted and that which is prohibited is in and of itself so nuanced. 
sunwas. And that's what makes it so difficult. How incredible is it? That what's the line? What's the line between Tuma and Tara? Literally a hair's breadth. You cut a little too little, the animal is a trade You cut a little too much, the animal is an animal too much. You cut more, the animal is kosher. So the point that Ramchal is trying to make over here, and I also remember again, why are we focusing on kashros? Ramchal is trying to highlight the list of Averos, that it is so easy to transgress sometimes without even realizing that we're transgressing. And therefore the Midah of Nikios demands a rooting out of negative behaviors. He's hyper-focused over here on the Averos that sometimes we transgress, we don't even realize that we transgress. So kashros is one of those things because the details in kashros are so immense. And sometimes the, the line between something being not kosher and kosher is literally a hair's breadth. A hair's breadth. But as I will point out, this line, this line is, is a very profound one. And if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're using your safer, you should underline this. He says, nifla You see from here how powerful a mitzvah is. Sometimes it's just a hair's breadth that distinguishes between Tuma and Tara. Again, he's specifically referring over here to the halachas of Kashros. But what an incredibly profound statement and lesson in life in general. It's true. Sometimes Tuma's over here and Tara's all the way on the other side. And sometimes they're literally right next to each other. Sometimes they're abutting one another. Sometimes they're literally next to one another. And all it takes is chas shalom, a wrong move one way or the other. And I find myself on the wrong side of the hair's breath. It's such an incredibly profound use. I love this statement. So Amchal says, anyone who has a brain in his head, it's incredible. A person should look at the halachas of kashrus, or a person should look at a non-kosher item as if what? As if it's a poisonous item. Imagine if you look at tarfos, if you look at non-kosher as poison. What does that mean? Imagine for a moment a person sees a food item, and there is a chashash that it has snake venom in it. When a person says, you know what, it looks so good, it looks so good, or I heard that there are some people who eat this, so you know what, I'll try my luck. He says, if I know that there's a chashash, that something is poisonous, that there's potential for poison in it, I I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole, no matter how hungry I am, no matter how how much somebody else eats this, I, I wouldn't touch it. He says, if a person were to be makel, right, were to consume such an item, what we say about him, you're a shota, you're a fool, you're an absolute fool. If Israel says, the laws of kashus, essentially kosher or non-kosher items, are effectively like. They are effectively like, I'm sorry, he says, So non-kosher food, it's not physical poison, but it's absolute spiritual poison. It poisons the heart and it poisons the soul. Therefore, why would we ever take shortcuts with anything to do with kashos? 
if I have any common sense about me. So say that concludes the discussion regarding Kashrus. Now, we'll say, now we're about to really begin, I should say now, tomorrow, we're about to begin a really fascinating section. So, right, we'll say, let's go through the list. So far, we've gone through Gezel theft, we've gone through Arayos, immorality, we've now gone through Kashros. By the way, by the time we get to the end of this, we're going to be, there's nothing to do but sit and learn. Right, but okay, so right, we're going through all of the Averas, and we'll say, so now, now, what Ramchal is going to be focusing on are the Averas that come up as a result of people, we'll call interpersonal averus, that so often we transgress without even transgressing, without even realizing. He says, now we're going to discuss averus that come up as a result of social interactions. Again, I want to point out, Tramchal is not coming to dissuade us from engaging in social interactions. What he's trying to do, remember, what's the whole point of this? The same way that Amchal, when he was talking about theft, wasn't trying to dissuade us from engaging in business. What he's trying to do is to sensitize us that there are so many prohibitions that we're not even aware of. We're not even aware of. And the midah of Nikias, remember, we'll say, what are we aiming for? We always have to keep our eye on the eye and the prize over here. What am I aiming for? Right? I'm aiming, my goal is to be nucky. To be nucky means to be clean of any vestige of sin. Well, in order to be cleansed, first I need to know what, what the problems are. Because so often what ends up happening in life is I've transgressed. I don't even realize I transgressed. I didn't intentionally do it. I just didn't realize that this is problematic, this is problematic. So Nikhil's demands that I create an awareness. Once I create an awareness, I can say, oh yeah, you know what? I did that. Not intentionally. I did that. And now I have to figure out ultimately again how to go ahead and uproot it from myself. So he says, now when it comes to some of the interpersonal, what are the interpersonal challenges? He writes, Kigon, Honas Devarim. So we'll say again, we'll, we're going to define each of these things. Honas Devarim means causing people pain through speech. Through speech, saying something hurtful, saying something negative. There's Honas Devarim, Habanas Panim embarrassing people, giving, intentionally giving bad advice to someone so that you could go ahead and have an advantage. So again, we often translate as but ultimately, again, we're going to go ahead and really define that specifically means talking to one person about another. Rechilos, sino unikimo, hatred, revenge, shavuos, taking oaths, Devar Shaker, lying, the Hashem, and ultimately again profaning the name of God. He says, Kimi Yomar Nikisimehem, Tartimashmaban, Can Fayim Rabbi Medakim Ad Maud, Ashara Zarban Torah Kadal. And I was going to say, who could say that they're free from all of these sins? Because the appendages and the details are so intense that sometimes we end up transgressing without even realizing that we've done so. So we'll stop over here for today. So again, in our coming shirm, it's going to be really interesting. We're going to be focused. We're going to go through each of these items one by one. Again, I will say, I want to point out, you know, the beauty of the Ramchal and the beauty of the Sefer, if you notice, is to kind of help us understand where it is that maybe we're messing up and could do better, but not in a way that makes us feel terrible about ourselves. That's, the, that, that's powerful Musa, right? Because it's easy to give Musa, right? Some people love to give Musa, right? You can make a person feel miserable about themselves. 
generally when a person feels terrible about themselves, we don't usually do anything. Right? If you make me feel terrible, I'm going to say, okay, after a point, I'll just believe that I'm terrible and stop trying. The beauty of the Ramchal's approach is, if you notice, he's saying, listen, sometimes we do bad stuff we don't even realize, so let's talk about it. Let's understand all in an effort to improve. Tomorrow, Mirat Hashem, we get into the realm of Adam Ben Adam Lechavero, Shkoyach.